Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep educator and mom of three. Ever notice how much information there is out there and what's best for your baby? Trying to sort through it all might leave you feeling overwhelmed and frustrated to say the least. This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. No more outdated or unsolicited advice. We're here to break down what it takes to raise well-adjusted, securely attached, and happy babies. Having worked with countless families over the years, including my own, the information and strategies I'll share are based on these experiences, my extensive training, and we're even going to back it all up with some science. We all want what's best for our children. Our decisions regarding their care and upbringing reflect that. I'm not here to judge you on the decisions you make, but I am here to help you make those decisions informed ones. We are here to share information and give practical tips to help you get through baby's first year and beyond. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. While Bringing Up Baby is technically a bi-weekly show, I just had to bring you this extra bit of uplifting information from Sharon Timmerman. Sharon is a child behavior specialist who works in children's behavior from birth to the early teen years. Her career began over 30 years ago with an early childhood education degree, and she is now the founder of the Early Years Family Development Center. She coaches parents through a wide variety of childhood stages. She has created and delivers many parenting workshops like the Tools in Your Pocket series, as well as staff training programs in the preschool and elementary school environment. She's also the founder and director of the Child Behavior Certification Program, which is a 14-week course specializing in certifying child behavior specialists across Canada, the United States, Russia, and Europe. Sharon is also a faculty member of the Family Sleep Institute, which is actually where we were first connected, as well as the National Association for the Education of Young Children, the Canadian Association of Early Childhood Educators, and the International Association of Child Sleep Consultants. Her guiding principles come from the idea that there are answers to every problem. She provides a safe space where parents can see the great things they are doing, learn new skills along the way, and bring life to learning for their children. You guys, she knows her stuff. And just hearing her speak about kids and helping us understand them and where they're coming from in their development, it's inspiring. And well, I think you just need to hear some of it for yourself. So it's also really cool that you might notice that her point of view as a child behavior specialist actually emphasizes and expands some of the important points we made in episode two on secure attachment. She also has some really insightful and practical strategies for babies and and toddlers and older children as well. So there's some great info here to keep in mind as baby grows, but also for those of you that have some older siblings in the house. Now, without further ado, here's what she had to say about attachment and why the parent and child connection is so important. I love talking about how in the beginning, especially those first four or five months, it's all about that need, like those basic needs being met, right? Like we, we feed our children, we change their diaper when they need it. We walk them, we rock them, we do anything to keep them from crying. Like that's what we do, right? (laughs) There's also that exchange right away. I love you. Or, and, and then, and then baby is looking, you keep that baby's attention, right? So all that kind of stuff is happening. And then interestingly, and this is what, you know, I feel a lot of parents need to know is where's that fine line where we kind of like could jump a little bit where it's okay for a child to feel other emotions, because in the beginning, it's all about a child feeling happy and comfortable and settled. I would say settled. We want babies to feel settled, whatever that looks like for us. 
Mm-hmm. We want them to feel settled, you know, but I mean, attachment, you know, it goes further than that. And there's many ways to attach. So I say that it takes a lot for a baby uh, to not attach. It would take a lot more than just that. And I think it's a reassurance that we have to give to parents, you know, of course, in infants and young children, they want that physical contact. But as children get older, it's it's about being close in many other ways. So if I would jump ahead, when I think about behavior in older children, just to say Mm -hmm. that if we want children to really know that we're present, and they're drawing a picture, and we just say, Oh, that's nice. It's not that that's a bad thing to say. But we can go a lot deeper when we say, wow, look at all the circles that you made. And look at you used a lot of yellow. So if you want them to tell you to be connected and tell you about, you know, the boy or the girl in the grade nine schoolyard, it starts when they're two and you say something more than nice. So, I mean, that is like you're not going to read under, you know, if you look up in any book about attachment, you're not necessarily going to read that like make sure that you comment further on a child's picture but Mm. it's just to it's just to really highlight that there's more than just that those those sort of beginning uh, exchanges there's a foundation that you're setting for sure I think that kind of a comment too is like about the circles or the colors that you used it's it's focusing more on the process than the end result oh totally and you know what listen we're not I always like to say as parents let's just settle for being perfectly imperfect because you know the phone is ringing or you're worried because you're waiting for that doctor's appointment and um and your child shows you a picture and the and there's something boiling on the stove or you have a problem at work you're going to say that's nice you know Mm -hmm. so we need to forgive ourselves too but i'm always going to teach let's you know beautiful is not a bad word but let's go further and deeper so that if we're even on in that kind of language you know, 30% of the time is better than not at all. Right. Absolutely. So listen, uh, you know, socially, the model, the experience of the parent child relationship is going to help a child with their own interactions with peers. I mean, we're looking at the whole child. So we're looking at the emotional, physical, cognitive, all those things, you know, you, you've been mentioning how it does take a lot to break this attachment right. um, and how consistency is important. And of course, I, I definitely praise all of those things as well. When it comes to sleep training, families who choose to, who feel they need to or help their babies learn to sleep better. And as we know, that can involve some protests, some some crying, some upset because something has changed in the baby's world. So it's definitely comes up to me a lot. I talk about it so, so much. And that's because I feel you absolutely can. Um, And there's no scientific proof to say that it does harm attachment whatsoever. But I just love to get your take on that and just knowing what you know about both worlds. Yeah, I love that question. It's such a good question. I think that, you know, as we coach our children through and as they grow, there's no better place than in their home with the people that love them best, their primary caretakers, Um, you know, who have already begun that journey of attachment, right? For any type of coaching, parenting, positive parenting that we need to bring children through, you know, Mm -hmm. in the place of the home, in the space that they know, we're not asking parents to put their children in a dark garage where they've never been before or with somebody that they don't know. You know, I don't, I do not believe that sleep training has any negative effect on secure attachment at all. I believe if a parent is exhausted, it's 100% harder to meet a baby's needs 
whether it's nighttime or it's daytime. I think a baby, just like older children, will also feel that nonverbal communication. You know, and babies will believe about themselves what they feel. So when a parent is feeling desperate and exhausted and it's not, you know, able to cope, babies feel that, they hear that, they sense that. There are so many sames in a child's life. I like to put that in quotations, sames, S-A-M-E-S, because even in the baby stages, if we start naming them, right, um, it helps a parent feel a lot more comfortable because, you know, they're so worried that, you know, now a baby is you know, moms, you know, or dad is giving them that space to self-soothe or whatever method that they're using. Well, you know what, if they're worried that it's like so different, it's not, um, we have to look at the whole child, the whole life, the, a, a day, a 24 hour period in a child's life. They have the same mom, the same dad, the same breast or the same bottle, the same bath, the same lovey, the same blankie, the same, you know, they hear the same voice. Um, we could say that all the way through for our kids. There's so many, we could name a hundred sames in a day. That's where a t- secure attachment also comes in is having things that are the same. And there is so much that's the same, right? Mm-hmm. So having faith in what a child could do, trusting in what a child could do when we start sleep training under, um, you know, the proper circumstances, setting up the environment, checking the timing, using a method that's palatable for, for parents. But, you know, it's better to kind of wait until you're really ready uh, than to start something and then not be able to finish it because it wasn't really palatable for you in the, you know, at the get go. And, and I don't think that any parent should feel bad about not being ready. I think we could make a case and talk about how we can help them through, but I don't think that we should make them that they, I don't want them to feel bad because they're not ready. I want them to have the information Mm-hmm. so that they can make an informed choice. You know, when, whenever a parent is made to feel that they must do something, what we're doing is we're taking away a parent's ability to be intuitive, to trust their instincts, to, to figure it out. What we could do is help them figure it out by providing solid information. So we've got some great science, we've got some great knowledge, We've got some great evidence-based strategies, you know, we do that. Mm -hmm. But, and I tell you, I say this all the time, I I specialize in behavior. You are an expert in your children. So so I want you to tap into that. And I think that those kind of things, that kind of message really helps a parent to say like, okay, you know what, I can do this, you know, and give them the confidence for whatever strategies that you're giving them, you know? Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by the New Baby Sleep Guide designed to bring you peace of mind and to help you help your baby get their best sleep possible. This comprehensive guide covers all the little details specifically for newborns and infants under three months of age. For more information and to get access to the new baby sleep guide, head over to birthbabysleep.ca or check out the link in the show notes. And P.S. for 10% off, enter code newbaby at checkout. Regardless of what children might have us believe, they really are counting on us to govern over their lives. We teach them about making good decisions. Like we teach them about good and not so good decisions. I, I'd like to, to maybe just give some ideas of how to, you know, foster that secure attachment. Like yes, help, please. help a child grow, you know? Yeah. So of course we want to be responsive. We want to be like emotionally present. And it could be little ways like, wow, you know what? I see that you have necks on your people now that you're drawing or so even when, you know, at, at 16, 17 months, 
when one of my grandkids is taking a marker and they're just going like this, I'm going like, wow, dot, 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 dot. That's amazing what you're doing. You're doing dot, 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 dot. And then all of a sudden they're doing like, dot, 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 dot. And they're doing it more. So I'm doing it. I'm throwing it out there and they're throwing it back. You know what I mean? Mm. So parents who feel like, especially inundated, with maybe like work or even trying to get work or all the worries and stuff, they don't realize how many little ways in a day that they are creating attachment. When a, when a parent is perceptive to a child's emotions, so supporting those emotions. So like when, okay, so babies, of course, as I said before, when they're, uh, you know, we feed, change, rock, walk, whatever, to support that kind of, you know, happiness. Um, and then, you know, as they get a little bit older, we're just, it's just that, you know, you come home from work, you get down, down to their level, or you're in your office in your house working and you, you know, whatever it is, right, with COVID mm-hmm. now. Um, you get down to their level and you say hello and then you go change your clothes. It's way more difficult to not attach um, than to uh, attach. Um, there's that just, you know, it's your tone, our tone of voice changes, right? It's our facial mm-hmm. expression, just responding to their needs. And then as they grow, it's really about staying connected, giving a child an opportunity to feel safe through those consistent rules and, and, and governing. I think that that would probably be, you know, it in a nutshell. I love speaking about uh, two things that children that all humans need, and that's attachment and authenticity. And when you look at attachment, we're talking about contact. We're talking about the connection. Mm -hmm. We're talking about love. Those are basic human needs. I mean, to connect, to belong, to love, and to be loved, you know? And so everything that happens in between, you know, happens in between. And I think that the problems um, or behaviors that might lead to attachment problems have very little to do with, you know, sleeping separately from your baby, you know, or Mm -hmm. using a stroller if you decide not to use a carrier, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I I think actually the most common mistakes that we make is like letting a child take the the lead in a relationship. That would be difficult, that's confusing, it creates chaos. Uh, Because children are just not set up, their brain hasn't developed uh, enough for them to be able to be in charge, regardless of what they might have us believe, of course, you know, you know, and it's all about brain development. It's not about um, how close they feel to mom or dad. It's all about what they're capable of. So again, going back to attachment, those kind of things, those daily things have nothing to do with that. The, The way that we attach is again, it's, it's, it's just, it's one of these, we're set up to do that because we've been made, we've been created, if you will, to be social, you know, mm-hmm. and to, and so even if you're feeling incompetent, which every parent feels incompetent to a certain degree, you know, and then, sure. and then we get excited and get encouraged. And then we start to doubt a little, and then we get excited and we get encouraged, you know, mm-hmm. um, but we don't realize all the ways that we attach. So I have to keep going back to it's really hard to not attach, you know, a 15 month old who is, you know, climbing on the table, right. And you're just fighting to make, to make them listen to you. Mm-hmm. You want to be right and prove that you, you know, might makes right. Or do you want to connect, you know? Mm. So a way to connect would be, can you come down the table by yourself or do you need some help? A choice of two. It's great for a toddler, right? They mm-hmm. stay on the table. A lot of times, especially as they get closer to two, they'll come down by themselves because they're reaching that stage of autonomy. 
but and they want to I do it I do it I do it myself but if they don't if they don't then you could say I see you need some help and you take them down and then they tantrum because that's not really what they wanted and then they're crying so, you know what, when it comes to sleep training, you're also giving choices. So mm-hmm. if you're reading stuff or listening to people talking about, if you let your child cry, they won't attach and, or all these like physical things are going to happen. It's really, it's not, we, we have to look at the whole child, the whole child, meaning the complete experience of the, the physical, the emotional, the social, those things are really important. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't leave that. So, you know, I I will say that when parents get in touch with me for behavior. So uh, first of all, I just want to say that sleep still is like the biggest, that's the number one issue still. Um, Eating is that causes change in behavior. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So, so um, parents will get in touch with me about, you know, tantrums. So the first question I ask anybody who gets in touch with me concerning behavior is how sleep. And then I ask, are they interested in in cleaning it up a little? I just talk about cleaning it, you know, Mm -hmm. just to give uh, children the best opportunity to change other things during the day. And it's not, we're not asking children to change. I just want to be clear. But for parents to be able to coach them through that certain behaviors could become more settled or change, you know? I think that's the case for adults too, isn't it? I mean, the first thing is sleep. If you're not getting proper sleep then yeah. how can anything else work yeah. well? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, yeah, it's, you know, and just to leave like one little tidbit yeah. that when you, when you validate, when you say to a child and you start the language right at the beginning, because it doesn't matter. Like we want, we want that language, right? So like you're changing baby's diaper, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they don't want it. You know, you'd be saying, I know, I know you don't want me to change your diaper. That's, that's connection. That's attachment. You know, Absolutely. that's when, when we validate. So just to say that that's, that is a, um, that's like gold. That's like a piece of gold because I know you want another cookie. They're delicious. Wouldn't it be great if we could eat the whole bag. You know? mm-hmm. But so. so great. That's a great point to make for babies, because again, that communication is a little bit different, obviously, exactly. um, but you're almost narrating their world and validating and that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is huge. So I love what you just said. Narrate, be a narrator. So you have that new baby, you are already, you just gave birth and you're holding that baby and saying, you're so beautiful. Right. You know, there it is right there. You know? Yeah. If you have any questions about today's show or any of our shows, please head over to birthbabysleep.ca slash podcast, or check out the link in the show notes and fill out the entry form. Questions about babies in general, throw them in there too. And I just may even do an episode for them. Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find new baby resources, prenatal classes, and sleep help during the childhood years. You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at birthbabysleep. Don't forget to subscribe and remember to leave a review or a rating so that others can find us. I'm Ashley Cooley and we'll see you back here next time.